We are now in the second book of the Chronicles, and as we saw last week, uh, the book of Chronicles were originally one book, as Kings and as Samuel. So that was the same with uh, the book of Chronicles, uh, just a little bit as, as a summary of what Mike says last week. Uh, the Jewish tradition recognized Ezra as his author, and it's, it's pretty amazing how God can use people to, to write each one of the books of the Bible, and it's, it's pretty much uh, his word. So it's, it's wonderful how everything is written, and it's basically for us, and it's a great privilege that we have to read the scripture in our language. Uh, so as we read and as we said uh, last week, uh, First Chronicles, it's a parallel of First and Second Samuel. And Second Chronicles, which is the book that I'm going to present uh, to you tonight, it's a parallel of First and Second Kings. And as we go to the chart, we might see that as the second book of, of Chronicles, it's mainly about what happened after the kingdom of David. So uh, we're going to talk about only about the southern kingdom, and we're going to talk about uh, Solomon and the other kings of the southern kingdom. So First Chronicles, it's, it's mainly about David, and Second Chronicles, it's mainly about Solomon and uh, the rest of the kings of the southern kingdom. So... What I wanted to do is not to, to give you the whole book, uh, but to give you like uh, little points to invite you to read the book. Because, uh, I mean, this is the, the point of what we are doing in here, is to encourage one another to go and to read the book. Uh, um, and how amazing is this book? I really encourage you to read this book and to go into the details of each one of the stories that we found in here. Um, so, as I told you, uh, Second Chronicles covers the kingdom of Solomon and... Uh, basically, you start with Solomon. If we go to the second book of Chronicles, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, And Solomon, son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom. So, it starts with Solomon, and uh, it, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, the three main divisions that are found in this, in this book. And the first one is from chapter 1 to chapter 9, which is basically Solomon, and it's, uh, we are going to uh, consider more things about this, but mainly Solomon, chapter 1 to chapter 9. And then we have from chapter 10 to chapter 36, the rest of the kings, so the descendants of, of David, and uh, that's from chapter 10 to chapter 36. And chapter 3, it's, it's pretty amazing, and it's about the, the last two verses of the second book of Chronicles, and it's the captivity, which lasts 70 years. And then we have the decree of Cyrus, who invited the people who were captive to go back to, to their land. So that's uh, three divisions. Three divisions we have in this book. Uh, Solomon, 1 to 9, chapter 1 to 9. Uh, the rest of the kings, chapter uh, 10 to chapter 36. And then uh, we have the captivity and the decree of Cyrus to come back, which is uh, the just the last two verses of, of the book of Chronicles. Alright, so uh, if we go to the first part, which is uh, basically about Solomon, uh, the first nine chapters, it's amazing how uh, when we are reading about Solomon, it's not about the bad stuff of Solomon, but about the great things. And it starts in chapter 1, and 
How great is you can see that how Solomon is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we try to find Christ in every part of the scripture, it's amazing. And uh, how beautiful is Second Chronicles who praises God and who help us to go into the miracles that God did with his people. Although they were sinners, although they forsake him, although all the bad stuff, God showed them mercy and showed them beautiful things. So it's, it's great to consider each one of the stories. So in chapter 1, uh, we have uh, how Solomon has an encounter with Jehovah. He had two encounters with, with God. And the first one, it's the most common story that you know about how Solomon uh, asked for wisdom and for knowledge to God. And it's granted to him. And it's beautiful how uh, Solomon is a type of Christ. If we go to verse 12 of chapter 1, it says that, I have made thee a king... Uh, May the king, wisdom and knowledge are granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall any before thee have the, have the like. And it's wonderful how he had riches, wealth, and honor. And it's a reminder how the Lord Jesus in the millennium is going to be the great of the greatest king, and he's going to be how Solomon is a type, an early type of how the Lord Jesus is going to be in his kingdom. And how the Lord Jesus will have all the wisdom, all the honor, all the power. And it's wonderful to, to think about it. And uh, chapter 2, 3, and 4, it's basically about the preparation of the building of the temple. As you remember in First Chronicles, uh, David wanted to build the temple of God, but he didn't do it. And God told him that one of his descendants will build it. And that's, that's, Sol that's Solomon. So we have covered chapter 1, 2, 3, 4. And then in chapter 5... Uh, Solomon finished the temple, and it's wonderful in verse 14, um, chapter 5, verse 14, it says that, at the last part, the glory of Jehovah had filled the house of God. And how beautiful when Moses finished the tabernacle, the glory of Jehovah filled the house of God. And now in here, when they finished the temple, the glory of Jehovah filled the house of God. And if we think about us, we are the temple of God. So it's wonderful to think that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we have a great responsibility. We have the power of God within us. And it's beautiful to see that, that we have power and it's God working through us. And it's, it's wonderful to think about it. Um, so that's chapter 5. Just a reminder that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is working. Chapter 6, it's an invitation for you. To count how many times in the prayer of Solomon we found we find these four words: sin, pray, hear, and mercy. And this this is a pattern that I invite you to 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 look at all around this book: sin, pray, hear, and mercy. And to consider how we ourselves we are sinners, but we are invited to pray unto God, to confess our sins, and God will hear. And then he will have mercy upon us. So this is a great pattern and it's an invitation for us. As First John says, how if we sin, we have uh, an advocate in heaven. And if we pray, if we confess our sins, he will hear and he will have forgiveness. And it's forgiveness to the, uh, to the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. So it's, it's wonderful to think about it. And uh, chapter 7, the dedication of the house. Chapter 8, Solomon builds cities. Solomon, the, the reign of Solomon, and in, in chapter 9 we have the, uh, the story of Solomon and the queen of Shiva and how um, 
it's, it's great to consider the, the great riches, the wisdom, and the knowledge that Solomon had. So, basically, as I told you, the first division, chapter 1 to chapter 9, about Solomon. And mainly, how he's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, and how uh, the Lord Jesus is the king, and he, in the kingdom, uh, he's going to be uh, praised, and he's going to be worshipped, and he's going to be uh, glorified. And then, we jump into the second part, which is... The rest of the kings. Uh, so we have a total of 20 kings. And um, you may ask, uh, which of those kings were good? Or which, of, which of those kings did what was good according to God? And which of those kings uh, did evil? And it's beautiful how in the book of Chronicles, we, have, we found how although they did a lot of mistakes in life, as we do mistakes in life, some of them were pretty rich, righteous in the sight of God. And that's something that really uh, strikes me and let me think how in the sight of God, although we made mistakes, if we confess our sins and if we have a, a heart of repentance, He will forgive us and He will have a good uh, account of us. Um, so as I told you, 20 Kings, second part of the second book of Chronicles, and the first part, chapter 10 to chapter 12, is about Rehoboam, and as, uh, as, as you know, uh, as I'm going to tell you, when David was king, the kingdom was united, north and south, and then through the kingdom of Solomon was united, uh, south and north, so it was one, one kingdom, but then uh, when the son of Solomon heard the advice of the young men, of his fellows and not the advice of the old men, then he did evil in one sense, and the kingdom was split in two. So we have the southern kingdom then and the northern kingdom. And the southern kingdom is what, it's what we are talking about in Second Chronicles. And that's another thing and another advice that we have in the second book of Chronicles, to hear the advice of men of wisdom and not to hear the advice of, of the young, who are inexperienced and who are immature in one sense. And that's helped us and it's a reminder for us, for each one of us to have uh, to receive advices from the Word of God and for those people who are really, um, who, have, who have studied the Word of God. So that's a reminder for us to, to be careful what we are hearing, what we are studying, what we are doing. And in chapter 11, it's something wonderful how when Rehoboam is going to fight for the kingdom because he wanted to have the northern kingdom back to him. It's, it's something wonderful in chapter 11 verse 4 when it says, This thing is from me. So God is basically speaking to Rehoboam, telling him that this thing is from me. Why? Because um, basically if we go to Deuteronomy, uh, there were some consequences, consequences for the sin of the people. And if we uh, go to the um, to the prayer of Solomon, we may find also some of the things that we might find in the future. So all of this is just the fulfillment of the word of God. And, and the captivity was the fulfillment of the word of God. And what was happening in here in chapter 11, when the kingdom is split into, it's also uh, the will, of, in one sense, was uh, the consequence of the sins. Uh, so chapter 10 to chapter 20, Kingdom of Rehoboam, uh, chapter 13, uh, the, reign, the, the reign of Abijah, and that's another king. Uh, that's, uh, if we have the count, that's the third king after Solomon. 
And this is another pattern that we found in the Holy Scripture, how uh, they have a big problem. There is a big problem in your life, but they cry to God, they pray to God, and then they saw the power of God. So in here, we have a great battle between Abijah and between the people of Israel. But that was, that's, that's really amazing how it was pretty hard for them to win the battle. And it was really hard for them with their strength to, do the, to, to win the battle. But then they prayed to Jehovah and Jehovah gave them uh, the deliverance. So that's great how when we have a great problem, if we pray to Jehovah... He will show us His power, and then the consequence is to praise Him. So that's another pattern that we found in here. The, there is a problem, uh, we pray, uh, we uh, see His power, and then we will pray His holy name. So that's the second pattern that we may found in all this book. As we go on, we may find in chapter, from chapter 14 to chapter 16, the reign of Asa, another king, and in chapter 14 is the same. He has a fight with the Ethiopians. And it's the same. Uh, there is a problem. They cry to Jehovah. Jehovah showed them his power and then they praise. So it's something that we may find in our lives. When we got salvation, we have the great problem. Uh, we, we were condemned in our sins. We have a great distress. But then we, um, we pray unto God. And then we receive his forgiveness. We, he hears us and then he shows us his power through the Lord Jesus. And then we praise him every Sunday and every day with our lives. So uh, it's, it's wonderful to think about it. Um, chapter 14 to 16, as I told you, King Asa. As I told you, the second part is about the 20, the 20 kings who were ruling in the, in the southern kingdom. And in the, kingdom, uh, in the reign of Asa, um, we saw... Um, many wonderful things. I invite you to go there and to, and to read by yourself because God will speak, about, well, God will speak to your life. It's, it's pretty wonderful to read each one of these stories and to follow the patterns that I told you and to just ask for the Holy Spirit to teach us and to, and to lead us to, to understand and to get knowledge from Him. And chapter 17 to chapter 20, uh, then we will have the kingdom of Jehoshaphat, which is another king. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. And in chapter 18, something that I really like, it's how uh, we have this experience with uh, the king Jehoshaphat and the king Ahab. You know that Ahab was one of the worst kings in the northern kingdom. And then we have a prophet called um, Micah, if that's the right pronunciation. And it's, it's, it's beautiful how Micah, in chapter 18, verse 12, it says, What my God shall say, I will declare... If you know the prophet was the person who was speaking to the people, but he was commanded or he was appointed by God. So he was speaking to the people in, in the name of, of the Lord. But it's wonderful to think about Micah, how he was not sharing his opinions, or he was not sharing what the people wanted to hear, but he was just declaring the word of God. He was just declaring uh, the will of God. And it's that an invitation for us as well, when we are speaking and when we are sharing sharing the Holy Scripture, not to think about our opinions, but to think about what God wants us to say in His Word. It's not about us, but it's about Him, His glory and His praises. And if we go, so as I told you, uh, chapter 17 to 20, Jehoshaphat, another king. Chapter 20, 21, we have the, another king called Jehoram. And then in chapter 22, we have the, um, another king called Isaiah. So basically... 
Each of these divisions are about one of the 20 kings that I told you that are in the second part of this division. And what we might find in chapter 22 is as the first king called Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, hear the advice of the young men. In chapter 22, Isaiah hear the advice of his mother. And his mother was, uh, in chapter 22, verse 3, it says that his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. So it's again a reminder for us to be careful to hear good advices for people and to have good discernment between good and between evil. But what gives us the good discernment? The Word of God. The Word of God, it's, it's the only precious thing with the Holy Spirit and with the presence of God who gives us understanding to do the right thing, to make decisions. And when we ask for wisdom, basically what we are asking God is to speak with us through His Word. Um, in chapter 23... My favorite character in this book, one of my favorites is Joyada. And how wonderful it is to think about Joyada as the person, as the servant of God, who obeyed the will of God. And basically, in chapter 22 to 23, we heard how one of the... Um, th there were one girl, one, one woman who killed a lot of children, and basically um, almost all the descendants of David, but one was alive. And... Joyada was the priest who put him up to the kingdom. So basically he strengthened himself as it's verse 1 and verse 3 as Jehovah has said. So basically that's one of the servants of God, a priest who, who, who bring up the king. And he was around 8 years old, the king, but the priest uh, was really faithful. And it's an invitation for us to, to follow um, what God says in his scripture. As we, as we go on chapter 24... About Josh, about chapter 25, King of Messiah, chapter 26, Isaiah, chapter 27, Jotham, chapter 28, Ahaz, chapter 29 to 32, another king called Ezekiah. How wonderful was Ezekiah. Many good things he did. I really invite you to go there and to read about Ezekiah. He opened the doors of, of the house of Jehovah, which was closed by Ahaz, the, God, uh, the, the king who was before him, and he held the Passover. Two times in this book, uh, we have the holding of the Passover. One by this guy called Ezekiah, and the second one, it's called Josiah in chapter 34. But how wonderful is when the people of God is obeying the will of God. And how wonderful is when they were keeping the feasts of Jehovah. That's a sign that they were um, following the, uh, the word of God. And uh, from chapter 29 to 32, we have the king uh, Ezekiah. Uh, as I told you, they hold the Passover, chapter... 33, they, this is the reign of Manasseh and, and Ammon, two other kings. Um, as I told you, uh, how, how beautiful it's the difference between Chronicles and Kings. While in Kings, sometimes we just hear the bad things or the bad stuff. In Chronicles, we see things that in Kings are not mentioned. So if, you're read, if you read in, in Kings, Manasseh was one of the worst kings in the southern kingdom. But in here, he was worst by what he did. He did sin, he confessed his sins, he was healed by God, and he was forgiven. And it's wonderful how this wicked king, in the, eye of, in the eyes of God, was one who confessed his sins and who was forgiven. And it's, it's, the, same, it's the same for us, the same, the same invitation. If we sin, confess our sins, we will be healed, and he will forgive us. Um, chapter 32, 34 to 35, Josiah, uh, he found the book, he made a covenant, and he called the Passover. And in chapter 36, we have the last four kings. And one ruled three months, Jehoahaz. 
Um, next one, his son. Uh, no, uh, we have three sons of Josiah. The one is Jehoahaz, the other one is Joachim, and the other one is Zedekiah. So the first one, Jehoahaz, uh, he reigned three months, then Joachim, 11 years, then Joachim, three months, and then the last one, the last king of um, Judah, it's Zedekiah, which uh, he ruled 11 years. So that's the second division of this book, Second Chronicles. And the last one is the 70 years of the captivity. He, that was a judgment for the sins. And it's a reminder for us. Uh, the wickedness one day will be judged. And if, he has, if, if it hasn't been judged in the future, the, 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 the wickedness of the world will be judged. And we have to, to have that as a reminder. And in chapter 36, the last division, in verse 23... Um, they commander that they were allowed to go back to, to Jerusalem after the 70 years of the captivity which was prophesied by Jeremiah and which we have at the last of this book. So, by the time, I'm just, I'm just going to give you a, a brief summary of the lessons that we have in this book that you may find in here. So, the first one, as I told you, Solomon as a type of the Lord Jesus and the second one, the first pattern, if we sin, we are invited to confess our sins. God will hear and he will forgive us. And that's wonderful. It's just pure mercy and pure grace of God. We don't deserve that, but he gave us forgiveness. And that's wonderful. Uh, uh, the third lesson, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Remem it's, it's a remembrance how we are here for the glory of God. And we are purchased by the, by the blood of the Lord Jesus. And we don't belong to ourselves. Everything we have is from Him, and everything we, we do is for Him, and everything we are capable to do is just His pure grace. Uh, number four, be reminded to take heed unto good advices, not to do evil, but to the good. And how will you know if it's good or evil? We have the Word of God in our hands, and that's the only manual in life that we have. Uh, number five, um, how wonderful are the fulfillment of every promise of God. The captivity was a promise. And uh, the building of the temple is another fulfillment of the promise. And in the future we may have many more um, promises fulfilled. Uh, number six, God is a God of miracles. And you, you may find in here uh, many wars, many illnesses, but at the same time peace and forgiveness. So be ready to, to find many wonderful stories in here. Lesson number seven. How great were the prophets uh, who were faithful and who were speaking to the people the word of God, uh, the words of God, not the things or the opinions that the countrymen wanted to hear. But how great is the faithful prophets, and it's an invitation for us to always try uh, to always please God and not to please men, because sometimes we fall into into that um, problem. Um, eight. Uh, Problem, if, we, if there is a problem, it's an invitation for us to pray. It's a trial to pray and to have trust in God because He will show us His power and then we will praise Him. He will, we will praise Him with our words and with our life. And the last one, uh, we need more people like Joyada and like those kings and the, like those leaders, and, but at the same time servants who obey the Word of God, who read His Scripture, who prepare His heart to teach it and to, and to do it for Him. So that's basically a little brief summary of uh, this wonderful book. I really invite you to read it by yourself and to, and to try to get as much as, uh, as, as you can. This is just like nothing in compare of what you can get if you go directly to the Word of God.